0: It's the 301st episode of the Unranked Podcast. This is Christian Humes here with the Game Awards hangover, Tom Caswell.
1: You know, I really love the Game Awards orchestra, and I love the Game Mm. Awards theme, which is the... um, That's the theme for the Game Awards that they play at the beginning and end of uh, the medley. But it's got nothing on the unranked theme. <laughs> they should play that shit. Yeah, Get that sweet. orchestra to play our theme. What What do you think about the
0: award? Yeah. I still think the award itself, the design, is like good, but I don't understand why it's the video
1: game awards design. Yeah, I think they just like looked at the Oscar and were like, "Well, how do we make this look like it's in a video game?" Um, but I. Und- but, but it's but like a Valkyrie. Way-
0: it has like like it's like an angel or something like. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the inspiration is. Yeah. I, it I looks it was cooler awesome. than uh, an Oscar or, or a Globe, you know? But yeah. apparently it's also, like, incredibly heavy. <laughs> yeah, Like, everyone like that I've heavy. heard, like, speak about, like, picking it up, that, like, it is way heavier than you think it is. Uh, but they won't change it because it's, like, iconic, you know, in mm. loose, loosely iconic at this point, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need to be changed. It just, like, I kept looking at it last night thinking, like, i just don't know how <laughs> that this was, a, that
1: was a lot of there's a lot of things we kept looking yeah. like what is going on yeah. here why is this Which,
0: happening?" Uh, we're basically tom and i we were at the game awards last night so we're going to talk about the announcements we're going to talk about the mm. winners uh mm. and we'll we might up some lister mail and then we're gonna call it's gonna be a shorter episode um just because we're schmoozing we're out late uh <sighs> so I'll tell you, the awards, they Game were award showing, special.
1: and the drinks, they were flowing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I woke up at 4.40, just, like, with, like, the worst mm-hmm. hangover, and then I was up till about 8, and then I went back to sleep. <laughs> I,
1: told my, I told my boss, because I had I obviously like, prepped my team, was like, I'm going to be in LA, so I might not be there, like, at the start of the, East, you know, Eastern Time Workday, and I told my, um, but yesterday, I was like, no, I'll get up at 7, you know, I'll get up at 7 and start work and all this stuff. Um, And then I told my boss, I was like, Friday, do not expect me up at that time, but the hangover got me up at that time. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I may as well just do work now. Yeah. Uh, sucked. <laughs> worth it. Definitely worth it. Worth it. Uh, let's jump into
0: today's Pokemon. It's the 301st mm. Pokemon in the decks. Tom, can you Del tell Caddy. me? yeah Yes, Delcaddy. that's right. Yeah. It's Delcaddy. Uh, it's the evolution of Skitty, a Pokemon that mm. is just a regular old cat. Again, this Pokemon, it's one I've said before. I'm going to say it about its evolution. Should be a fairy type, should be normal slash fairy type, mm. if that's mm. what it needs mm. to be. It's got, you know, the fairy type colors. It's, it could even be half psychic if they wanted to go that route. But it's the Moonstone, which traditionally a lot of Pokemon that had Moonstone evolutions and also didn't fit into something like a Clefairy uh, or a Jigglypuff. Guess what? They became fairy-type Pokemon in the future. Um, Mm. This is one, it's almost as if it was forgotten when they went through and they combed through their Pokemon. It should have been a fairy-type, I believe. Um, It Just design-wise, evolution-wise, both fit into that slot. And I think they probably just felt like they couldn't get rid of that many normal-type Pokemon,
1: ultimately. Right, because there there are so many normal types where you could be like, Uh, we could give this a fairy re re reworking retooling. Um, I love that it has, uh, like a neck pillow. uh, Yes. Yeah, it does. It's it's ready to go on a, on a flight. Yeah. Yeah, It's ready to go on a a (laughs) 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 a transatlantic flight. Also very cool that it reps, our you know, loose home state of Delaware. Um, that's very cool. Um, (laughs) but, uh, <laughs> every time I hear Delcatty, I keep—I just think, like, del, del, del Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not the best cat Pokemon. I feel like Gen 3 has, because is the dog, right, for this Gen? Yes. I feel like Gen 3 has one of the weaker dog-cat combos out of all of the generations. They just don't, I just kind of like them to be a bit more fierce, um and literally this this cat is ready to have a nap at any a cat nap at any point.
0: Yes. Um there's a couple yeah. interesting things about its design. If you look at its tail, it looks like a tulip.
1: Oh sure, sure. I um, see that.
0: And yeah. the neck the neck around its neck, because so the name delicati is delicate and cat catty. Um mm. it is actually supposed to represent like an orthopedic neck pillow because it sleeps wherever it decides. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Is, is that actually... That's yeah, because so cats, funny. like, kind of
0: sleep and lounge around everywhere, and that's sort of where that came from. It is also, just like the previous one, also supposed to remind you of, like, um, pin cushions, because, like, cats play with, like, yes. yarn and string. So that's what the little pins on it are for. Um, So I think, like, design-wise, I think it's a great Pokemon. It really, I think, it, it just gets screwed over by being lumped into the normal types when giving it a moonstone evolution like come on if you'd made this a fairy this is a pokemon i'd use. yeah sure i'd use it true. i'd 100 use this pokemon if it yeah. was Fairy type if, the,
1: if you if you're a stone evolution you can't be a normal type
0: yeah like I literally agree. like it goes and like yeah. flies
1: in the face of the entire idea of stones like um you know then you know they say yeah they signify something unique about the Pokemon. Well, not necessarily yeah. unique, because obviously there's a lot also, of Pokemon at this point that evolved stones. but you know what I
0: mean. I think they could have just not called it Fairy-type, and they could have been smarter and just called it Lunar-type, you know? Especially because oh, there be were sick. so many things like, oh, did these pink Pokemon come from the moon? And that's why they use Moonstones, to evolve. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, Like, why don't we call them like Lunar-type Pokemon or something? I don't know. Who knows? Like that.
1: Thick. Sun and Moon, Mr. Trick. Solar and Lunar-types. That would have been sick. There you go. Types. That that would have been to there's nothing cooler than like so Su- Solar and Luna are like fucking that's cool shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Totally. All agree. right.
0: Um, you know, Tom, I was just thinking, we should just mm. we should we should class it up now. I'm wearing I just thought in honor of the awards, and because I had this, I had this up on my coat rack, it popped on the coat rack when I got home. Uh I was like, oh, I should toss on my blazer from the Game Awards last night. Here we, we should go. uh this should be just a standard affair, Tom. We should just always wear Nice clothes now on the podcast.
1: Think about Just think about tell. like the screen caps. Tell. Like
0: we'll release them online. This is a like, very cool comfy clips. blazer.
1: Yeah, a very comfy blazer actually.
0: Well, let's. Uh, why don't I'm we start there, back. Tom? Why don't we start on our mm-hmm. journey leading up to the Game Awards?
1: <laughs> oh my God! So Chris and I have the genius idea, as we often do, to leave getting. But, I mean, both of us have put on some weight during the pandemic, so neither of us. I have a suit that fits me, but like it's not a casual suit it's a suit suit um so i was like you know what, want to celebrate and shit like i'll get we'll get you know nice blazes and stuff the day of what a fucking nightmare yeah <laughs> for yeah. me at least um i have to- a black I-
0: jacket and like dress pants but i don't have mm-hmm. the right jeans or shoes or anything that go with it and i didn't want to be so dressed up that i was wearing like all you know so that's why i was like yeah, i need totally. to get something else
1: yeah, uh for me uh the I'm staying in like Koreatown like right above um right next to downtown so I, I was pretty close to stuff and there was a Target nearby. I walked to it and it was a City Target which really sucked so it didn't Oh have yeah. Anything. I know, I know that exact Target. <laughs> so I ended up going to yeah, it sucked. Uh, I ended up taking a lift to uh downtown. I went to I ended up going to a Macy's. Um, and I was very lucky to find this black jacket in my size cause they did not have many, uh, mm. for my chest specifically, like it just wasn't getting around. Um, but yeah, so it was a real pain in the ass and I was like at a meeting for, Uh, for CES at the same time while I was like buying new shoes as well because like my shoes were really worn so (laughs) I had this woman I felt so bad because I was kind of like trying to dismiss this woman like don't talk to me right now because I was in the middle of explaining to my team like this is our social strategy for CES we're gonna do this that the other and um and so that was that was hectic uh sounds like though you had a similar hectic experience I mean you showed up Late, I got
0: there too late, late yeah late. I scared. I ended up missing the the pre like cocktail hour because yeah. ultimately what happened for me was I was just lazy getting out the door because I thought well this would be quick in my stupid yep. head and yep. it, yeah. it took it honestly yeah. only took about like half an hour to 45 minutes longer than I thought but then that that was no time yeah, yeah that is the thing that screwed me because then traffic kept building up rapidly and had I left even like 30 minutes earlier I would have been I would have been downtown like an hour and a half earlier than I was. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like that 30 minutes cost me somewhere between an hour and a half to, to two hours because of the L.A. traffic. And it's been so long since I've like driven. This is the first time I've really done anything like this, obviously, since pandemic that um, and I'm work from home. I've completely forgotten what the traffic patterns were like. And so I didn't consider any of that. And what should have been like a 30 minute drive downtown had I left at the time I wanted to ended up being like an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and um and the other thing that like definitely made things worse like traffic wise was there was like Kanye Drake concert like the corner which which you accidentally got in the line for. Was there another thing? Yeah, there
0: was another concert there. Yeah, there was there was a lot happening downtown yesterday.
1: Mm. It was nuts. Um it was so funny. And I get a text from I get a te- I got a text from Chris. Uh, like, I was sitting for the show, and it was, like, a bad start. It was, like, the pre-show. So I was checking my phone to see where Chris was, I was and get a text from Chris. And Chris was, like, how long was the line when you got here? And I was, like, line? Like, I don't know what line he's referring to, because we just kind of walked in, and uh, you ended up getting in the Kanye Drake line.
0: So the people ahead of me, no, it was for the other show. It wasn't even the Kanye Drake show. It was the other show. The people ahead of me, I asked them and they had gamer stuff on. I'm like, are you here for the Game Awards? And they were like, yeah, we just jumped in the line. So I didn't fucking ask anyone else. And then some other lady gets behind me and she goes, do you know if this is for this concert? And a couple people ahead of them were like, yes, that's what we're all waiting for. I was like, wait, what? So I fucking (laughs) just get out of the line and just start rolling. Yeah. Because because it did wrap around towards the Nokia Theater, but I didn't turn the corner to face into the Nokia Theatre because the streets were blocked off there. so like had I just like went all the way down to the block and looked, I would have seen that it wasn't going into that. but there was no right. reason to
1: believe that, you
0: know I didn't want to go waste more time and get onto a longer line.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's so funny because um, it's uh, so the Microsoft theater, which is right behind the JW Marriott right Sorry, it's the funny Microsoft because- theater. <laughs> yeah, we were watching it at Microsoft. And it's just funny because um, after the event was over, skipping ahead, uh, after the event was over, like everyone shuffled to the JW uh, lobby to like have drinks. And um, I've been there plenty of times now because of E3, but it's so funny because usually, like that bit, because the entrance is right there, it's kind of blocked off yeah. from the lobbies because yeah. you have to go around and get in the line to go around the front of the Marriott, uh, not Marriott, the Microsoft Theater. So when we, I was like, where is the JW? And I was like, oh my God, it's right here. It's been here all of these years, <laughs> right by the entrance. Yeah. Um, yeah. But once we got seated and everything, uh, we, we had a grand old time, I think.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, yeah. So speaking of that, we're, we're not going to do a new segment. We're just going to intersperse and cover the wards themselves and all the announcements. We're going to go through those, and then we'll hit up uh, some of so possibly some listener mail, and then we're going to close it out, uh, just because Tom and I are kind of ravaged by the worn night. worn
1: out. Worn <laughs>
0: out. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of announcements, a lot of trailers, um, a lot of things I kind of forgot about, and so I started looking at lists, and uh, thanks to uh, guests, guests of the show, one of our favorite guests, Giovanni Colantonio for his great write
1: up on uh, digital, <laughs> digital trends. trends. <laughs> man, I had I had the scene that uh, article open, but I'm going over to digitaltrends.com. Hey, got to Let's get Giovanni those clicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh, um, man. There, there yeah, were there were you... a fuck ton of announcements. Um, Tom. Yeah, quite a few, quite a few. Now, This isn't um in like order chronologically of what happened sure sure so sure. i don't know if you want to try and recall the night or if you want to just talk about some of these or talk about the awards where, where would you like to begin
1: um i would like to um i mean we can just go through i think let's talk let's talk about the awards first and then let's talk about okay. and then we'll go um, to the okay and then we'll talk about announcements yeah so i think it'll be a shorter affair to talk about the awards okay Oh Let's whoops! I'm, I I flew in the face of <laughs> what I just said. I accidentally opened the announcements post. All right, cool. Uh, do you want to start with game of the year? That's the top one here. Uh, sure. Okay, Let's do it. So I
0: mean, so game of the year. It came down to either Deathloop. It takes two: Metroid Dread, Psychonauts, Two, Ratchet and Clank, and Resident Evil. Do you mm-hmm. do you know what your like? So obviously, like barring Halo, currently, what would what are you putting as your current hit? Do you know?
1: I think I I would say it takes two at at the end of the day. Um, All of these, most of these games are in contention for that title. I loved my time with Metroid Dread. I loved my time with Deathloop and I loved my time with Resident Evil Village. Uh, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. um, I got like halfway through and just kind of started. I I think it's a fantastic game, but I just think it's a very, very polished game um, that doesn't... I mean, on a very technical level, it's very impressive, but it didn't hit me. The storytelling and the the
0: visuals were really impressive because it felt like I was playing, but the gameplay didn't, really not anything new.
1: Yeah, it was just a very refined uh, modern version of, especially after playing the, or uh, attempting to replay the 2017 remake, uh, they made a huge technical jump with how good that game feels. Uh, and Psychonauts Two is the a game I played the first level of and never got back to, and I would love to be able to return yeah. to it someday because I do think, yeah. uh, if I had stuck with it, I would consider it on this list. That being said, I am very happy it takes two one. I think yep. that uh, it is the most memorable experience I've had playing a game in a very very long time, and I think that uh, while you know Deathloop does something interesting, I just think it takes two's commitment to it and the fact that its game loop isn't a loop, like it was able to break, speaking of breaking loops, it was able to break the the formula uh, for video games in general, where it's like you are going to be doing the same thing mm. over and over again. And we're just going to make sure that that's fun um, because it's like every few moments you're getting a completely new game type. And so I think it yeah. winning was a nice surprise. Uh, I really did think Deathloop would take it um, and I'm happy that it won.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna 100% agree with this because it takes two to me is probably my game of the year. Um, Possibly Halo will take that from it. But I think at this point, that's probably where I'm going. Uh, I still contend that I think there was a lot of reactionary response to the story. And I think clearly um, that wasn't the consensus. I think it's actually impossible to really know what people think on a consensus these days anymore because all of our social media feeds are so curated that we mostly see uh, opinions that we agree with um which is why so many people would be like what no one believes this and everyone else is like yes everyone believes that because no one fucking sees what anyone else is saying other than what we want to see anymore thanks to the way the internet works so i i I think um the story is actually a lot more interesting than i think it's been reduced to and i also think that's because of unfortunately the way video games get reviewed with so much crunch that like so much of, of the surface level of it is really always talked about when it comes to reviews and not everything else that's there in fact like more than half of the storytelling in that game is like the actual gameplay and there's like all these little moments and things that you can interact with that when you do it makes the characters start talking and gives you so many like so much more information on who these characters are and like what their story was um that I think it was like a really good job whether I like whether I like actually think the story is good or not is a different question but like for it's they executed very well on like the story idea that they wanted to have so like, whether or not totally. I like the story is a totally different And the question. way, you know,
1: and I think the way that, you know, and yeah, exactly. What, whether you like the story or not, I think is separate from the idea of how well it integrates its narrative into right. its gameplay. And that's and, the only um, knock against it.
0: There's there's no other, like, I don't no, know. Yeah, there's 100%. There's no, no criticism you can have, I think, against the visuals, against the performance, against the mechanics. Uh, it's It's just Maybe raw <laughs> gameplay, like start to finish that game. It's one of the most polished platformers I've ever played in my life, definitely. So great fucking game. I honestly, um, I don't know if we'll ever get a sequel because you know he's done two games now. Joseph, Uh, wow. I mean, come on, what a fucking acceptance speech. I love that. Like he goes up there, he just like he's like fucking like dancing almost on his way up. He's so pumped. It was like it was like watching like a wrestler enter the stage almost when he was when he got called to win the way like he like rushed the stage. Uh, but the fact that he brought up when he said, fuck the Oscars and he's like, here we go. I just did it. (laughs) I fucking, here I am. Um, I was happy they didn't bleep him. I I looked it up. It's not censored on YouTube at least. I was happy about that. (laughs) I had to send it over to Tuna. Um, so yeah, that was a great moment. I think that was a good way to end the show. Um, I don't know if we're going to go through all of the awards because there's quite a few of them, but let's go through the ones that at least we have something of note to say. Um
1: sure. I mean wanna, best so best go ahead. Do
0: you want us to go to the game direction
1: next or yeah, yeah, we'll go to game. I okay. mean players choice is Halo Infinite, but it doesn't yes. matter. It's but, players choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sure we'll have a, a lot to say more when next week when we have a, a more of a chance to play uh more of that campaign. Um what I played so far, very uh, happy with. Um yeah, game direction went to Deathloop. I mean it's it's obvious why this one. I don't know if yeah. there's really any. Um, I mean, I think again it, you know, we're seeing, I mean, it's pretty much everyone but Metroid Dread, I think. Mm-hmm. on oh, Returnal, Returnal is on this list, right? But mm-hmm. it's Returnal, it takes two Psychonauts to Ratchet and Clankwith the Uh again, if they had any of those other games had won, I think that um it would have been fine. But I think it just De- Death Loop. I mean, the thing that really stuck with me on Death Loop is how every subsequent mechanic and new thing that I was uncovering about the game gave me a whole new perspective mm-hmm. for all of the other design choices that they've made in the game. And I think that that is why this is a, again a very uh, deserving win
0: for mm-hmm. them. It also just oozes style, like start to finish. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and in and in everything, and like in the way. Um, They did like their sort of cutscenes as the sort of uh, awesome like animations, almost like silhouette animations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and the way mm -hmm. the storytelling. like, yeah, the direction in that game. I honestly, if it weren't going to be Deathloop, I would be really torn actually between Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet & Clank because the one thing, it's the only thing Ratchet & Clank really did that it felt super unique to me. I mean, It Takes Two does obviously the storytelling I don't think is as good as the Disney or Pixar thing but it felt very reminiscent of that in the way that they were, you know, for what they were going for, but Ratchet and Clank and Psychonauts, uh, Ratchet and Clank in particular really felt like I was playing a cartoon. Like it was so mm-hmm. crazy. Like that, that was something that they really pulled off. I think that is like the biggest feat of that, but half of that is visuals, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's the seamless interaction between, like the visuals and the cutscenes. Like, I can't tell, like, you know, it's, it's just so gorgeous. Um and the, the storytelling was great and the voice acting was great in that. Um, those are the only two that I think like if, if it wasn't Death Loop, it would have made sense. Returnal is a good game, but it, it had too many issues that like they've really only kind of just now fixed with a big patch um, that I think make it too hard for like the average game player. And there weren't like accessibility options for people that need like an easier difficulty and things. And I think that's great from a gameplay perspective if that's what they're going for is like we're making a hard game but I don't know if that's ever going to win you best game direction. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah,
0: I feel that. Yeah, it, it, it kind of pushes people out. So I think, I think that actually probably is the thing that killed it. I bet if that game were more accessible to people or had like safe state options or just slightly more friendly to the game player, it could have won more to that uh, last night than it did. Um, do you care about best ongoing? The winner was Final Fantasy.
1: I don't care about it, but I, it's obviously the the deserved winner, I think, uh, at least in our sphere. I mean, what was the news earlier this year that Steam had run out of digital copies of Final Fantasy fourteen online at one point? Like, they didn't have, or oh, I'm sorry, Square Enix, because I think you can only get it through... Square, I don't know, but basically, like, there was a point when you couldn't buy Final Fantasy fourteen digitally because they didn't have enough like codes in their system for it or whatever. Uh, and obviously, we, we just had that huge uh, drop in content with the Endwalker update that people. Uh, actually, I don't really know what the response is to that, but obviously, um, you know, it's kind of this big redemption story because when this game dropped years ago, it was such a maligned release. And now it is, you know, the biggest MMO. I mean, I, I think it's an impervious game for me personally. But, I mean, it was clear that it, it deserved it. And so I'm happy for that team. Um, I'm also very happy. Uh, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, took home Best Indie and Best Debut Indie. Um, I know, I you know, I, I think, obviously, Inscription. I mean, do you want to talk about this one? Because you're more familiar with... Uh, I think Inscription
0: should have won best indie. Um, I think Ken is incredible. I think it really just won best indie because of the visuals. I really think, like, like I haven't played the game, but it kind of came and went. It came and went. People, you know, um, you could argue yeah. the same thing for Inscription, but Inscription, I think, is, is having a, that sort of background groundswell. I think,
1: I think Inscription will have a staying power that kind of won't. I think that, I, and yeah, I think you're right where I think this, to deser, uh, Inscription to deserve best indie. Inscription probably... was also
0: one person. One person made that game,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: And it's like, yes, Ken is an incredibly gorgeous I mean, game, and it's an like indie like game, but or <laughs> yeah, but, but Inscription is, you know, it's one person. Yeah. So it's, that's also, also kind you know, of incredible.
1: I was watching uh, like reactions, uh, you know, from a couple of people I watch uh, with, with this, and you know, the thing they kind of kept talking about was like, I can't wait to see what Ember Lab, the the makers of Canada are going to make next because yeah, obviously, like, they're going to have a much bigger budget, probably more resources. Like, it'll be a technical marvel, and you know, maybe that will have the that won't come and go like Kenna did. Uh, so I'm like well that makes sense for debut indie because it's like well we're all very excited for what's next and right. I think that that would you know um, yeah so uh, I'm just glad and you know it's really interesting like see Lupira on here because I feel like at the time when Lupira oh, came my out God. and I liked Lupira like yep. we were really talking about it but it kind of got lost in the shuffle um, and so I mean I, I guess it's great that it, it got a nomination here I don't think um, Death's
0: Door 12 Minutes deserves to be here, personally.
1: Yeah, I'm not a Death's Door fan. I know I'm in the minority there. Uh, everyone loves that game. Uh, people, I think, also were unhappy that that... Not unhappy, but thought that it deserved to win Best in. I think it is a very competently made game, and I understand there's elements to it that I think I'm like, oh, I like like I liked the kind of Soulsy nature of it um, as a Souls game fan, but um, it just didn't click for me. And I just found myself like pushing through it
0: this year. I found fear fear lot lifeless and kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It felt very I by agree. the numbers. There were other, there are other ideas I think that could have been up here this year, but that being said between Canada inscription and Luperio, I'm glad they all got recognized. I would put inscription, but I get why Kenna won. Uh, and I could mm-hmm. see why plenty of people would pick that over inscription. So it's fine. Um, I think it's great for Daniel Mullins. Maybe he'll get a bigger budget. Maybe he'll have a team. Maybe he'll do something on a bigger scale. But also maybe that won't work as well. Like in some ways, I think uh, what makes inscription so special is that like it, it kind of comes from this singular mind and vision. Um, I don't know how well a game like his would work on a larger mm-hmm. scale. So we'll see. You have to fucking play that game, Tom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you uh Emily uh, G four. They just put out their their X play review on it today. It's very good. Uh, they did like a spoiler-free version for the first like nine minutes, and then there's well, all the big spoilers the and stuff. Yeah, uh, best narrative. This one I agree with Marvel's Guardians of Galaxy. I didn't finish it though. I'm I'm about halfway through, and I don't think I'm going to come back to it till next year after I finish Halo Infinite.
1: Can you, without maybe I've already asked you, but can you without spoiling things, kind of explain where you are in the game? Because for me, there's a turning point with the narrative where I was like this is exceptional like th- i'm definitely not-, not there whatever that was okay <laughs> i do not think there has been i mean one of the things i think you can attest to with your time um that you have spent is that the banter of the team like 90 percent, 95 percent, i would say works oh it's they are so talking good non-stop and it's it is so good, so good. And also, like, there are very few, you know, in a video game, you know, characters will have these canned lines that they say um, when, you know, action is happening. Um, And in a lot of games, you repeat those so often. And it isn't until the very end of the Guardians of the Galaxy game. um, Honestly, I do think the end of the game coasts a little bit, um, but... Like just the very very yeah. like the last level. And I shit. might put it on but, easy um, when I
0: play it, and just to finish it because I dude, really care 100%. more about the story than the well, game. Well,
1: there's yeah, dude, one hundred percent. And they have a lot of you know, this was up for best accessibility. There's a lot of things that make it so you can just kind of breeze through, like you can fully pause. You know the um, the tactical nature of it. Yeah. Um, but it isn't until the very end that you're really hearing these kind of uh, re- repetition in the banter um, most of the game, like, it is unique, constant stuff, and so it felt very kind of revolutionary in that way. I just don't feel like there has been a game that has organically delivered that as well as this game, and yeah, the emotional moments, um, uh, that hit in the second half of the game are things that, like, the MCU movies hint at, like, specifically, like, you know, Drax in the in the in the movies. You know, he won't he won't stop talking about how he lost his wife and daughter and everything and how much they mean. But like this game, like shows you why his relationship to and like losing them was such a big deal. And I just think it deals with all of the all of the Guardians in such a fantastic way. And honestly, a better way than, than the movie. So I'm very happy it won here, and I think yeah. it is a very deserving win for them.
0: I will say, there's there's one thing here that I think. Um... I believe, and I don't know who should go, but I I think that actually, Ratchet and Clank deserve to also be among those nominees. I would agree.
1: I would. Because I would say it's
0: second to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: I would agree. I think, honestly, I think Deathloop's narrative is fine. Yeah, it's good. I think it's better. It gets weird
0: knocks against it for, like, one or two, like, small, innocuous jokes, and then for, like, I guess the ending but also like it depends on which ending you picked um i i, I don't know I, I i'm gonna say a spoiler here okay for death loop so okay. just fast forward 30 seconds but like the ending ending to the game if you actually do the thing if you actually break the loop like if it's done it's basically the same ending as the fucking matrix as like the the final <laughs> matrix that's basically sure. what it is uh, need- so if you hate the matrix then sure. Revolution specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's, that's sort of, I think it's fine. Like, come on. It's, it's definitely not bad. You know, I definitely think there's things that people can, I don't know. Uh, I think that's a game that got screwed by uh, marketing and everyone thought it was a different game than it was when it came out. And that kind of just soured everyone on it uh, early on. Mm-hmm. That being said, I love that game. So that's probably like my third, or that's probably like my fourth in my top five game of the years so right now. So yeah, Guardians of Galaxy, well-deserved. Best art direction, Deathloop, 100% give it to that. I totally agree with a, We
1: do not need to explain why no. this deserved the win. No. Um, I not want all. to play Awful Escape. I'm really glad it was here. I'm I'm, yeah, really, beautiful. really happy. I'm, I'm really happy that that game has been hitting for people. And it's uh, it's one of those things like Inscription where it's like, it's just three or four hours of my time. Like, I just need to sit down and play it. I And this one, I think, is a very kind of, uh, cinematic experience. It's it's really just like pressing A. Um, so I'm I'm happy it's here, but yeah, Death Loop, I mean iconic. Uh it is going to be iconic, I think, in the long run. Uh when people think about art direction and video games just in general. So Tom,
0: best music. This mm-hmm. one I disagree with. And here's why. At the end of the night last night, right before they did the final game of the year, they did an awesome little medley all yeah. the music um, and it was like a, you know it was a, it was a sizable orchestra and it was all the music in the top games of the year and other than metroid dread the other three games like that went through as they were going i could not tell you couldn't discern the difference between any of those songs either and, they, the, and the only like-
1: reason that and the only reason you recognize metroid dread is cuz it's Samus's theme yeah because it's the same song it's been for
0: you know like three decades that game itself like
1: (laughs) plays the theme once and like doesn't have any music in it for the rest so yeah totally like you hear samus's theme but then like the death loop guitar riff comes in and you're like again iconic like i think that this music is going to be one of those things that like people will remember um so i mean look i can't speak to this one because i know that people Discuss Nia's music as s here. Yeah, I, so I, I a little... That's fair. Yeah, but for me, I also think, um, and obviously, like the Artful Escape. I, again, haven't played it, but I can. I probably you know can understand why I that can't is believe here. Cyberpunk got it. I don't know why that's not. I have no. Here. I have no idea why Cyberpunk is here. Maybe they were like, we need to give it more. We need to put it on something. But again, it's, tech bros it's you know, made. it's it's a bunch. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's a bunch of different outlets, right? So yeah. this is not, it's not Jeff Keighley picking this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to give a, a shout out to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And per- personally, it would be my pick. Um, mm. Simply because I think it, it d- delivers on both fronts. It has an, it, it has a soundtrack that rivals the Volume 1 and 2 soundtracks. Like, I think it's like, they basically like picked just as great choices for that. It's but incredible it to worked.
0: me what the MCU did to so many of these comics by making these characters more iconic in the movies. And now so many of the, like, movie traits of these characters are now just what the comic book characters right. are going to have. Like, this whole mixtape thing that fucking James Gunn came up with is, like, now... Yeah, is, like, like, now synonymous. If you d- <laughs> if you tried be. to ever do a Guardian that didn't have Peter Quill, like, people would be like, what? And they'd be like, well, what about, Listen like, the 80s cassette 80s player? Yeah, yeah, like, how is it's like yeah. no that was made up like that has never been a part. Of this.
1: yeah um but so but uh not only is the soundtrack fantastic the score is incredible yeah. um and has uh again like i think the guardians theme in the like that theme for the team itself in the game is more iconic and better than the one in the film so uh personally i would have given it to guardians cuz as much as i do think Deathloop has that great guitar riff, it is just kind of that yep. for most of the game, whereas Marvel's just, I think, is a more complete package. Um, yep. But I can't speak to the replicant at all, so. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, cool. Let's see. Uh, audio design, Forza Horizon 5, 100% agree. Honestly, the only thing that could maybe rival that is if Halo was included. Because the audio design, I think, in Halo, like, the sound that they've recorded for all of the weapons and also like the atmosphere the fucking streets level of halo infinite is like some of the best ambient noise i've ever heard in a video game map mm-hmm. like the little arcade section the sirens the horns like the amount of times tom you and i both did it to each other we thought that someone had like a fire truck and you were hearing it through your headset, and it was like new. No. Yeah. It's like, no, that's the game. Because yeah. like if you go farther away from that area of the streets and like get behind a building, that like siren will be blocked and muffled, but like the closer
1: you get, the louder it is. It's awesome. I fully also expect uh, infinite to be here for best score in music. Um, yeah, that is year. I will never get sick of hearing that piano, the mm-hmm. opening of the game where the pilot the menu music. wipes wipes the the screen um it's kind of like really tense dire music and then he wipes the front windshield yeah, the frost of the pelican and it goes yeah. and it's fucking master chief it's like i will watch that till the yeah. end of time um so yeah i fully expect um halo to be in both of these audio categories next year and i will uh expect them to <laughs> probably win um but yeah i forced to horizon i mean no need to explain um why so
0: best performance uh I think lady uh Dimitres- 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 Dimitrescu there you go yeah. I didn't play it so I I guess I see why she got it I didn't play it so I wasn't pumped for that I was kind of hoping it'd be Jason E. Kelly as uh, Colt Vaughn I thought Colt had a great performance that being said a lot of his performance is um you know voiceover whereas because you know it's a first person game you only see so much of cult from a third person when you're seeing other cults uh whereas maggie is you know there's more of a reason to give it to her i definitely wouldn't have given it to juliana blake has nothing to do with the performance it is just uh she you know she's just sort of like a manic character and so like
1: great and great stuff with juliana too i always looked forward to having to restart a loop or you know start a new section and hearing what the band is going to be um because i think that they have a great back and forth and i think that um it's good but like yeah it's kind of like i don't really know if you on this list uh yeah i completely well the other thing is is i have i do love resident evil village i don't think um I think that May Robinson both deserves and does not deserve this award. I think that uh, it's a fantastic performance. Mm. Lady Dimitrescu, spoiler alert, not in the game a whole lot. She oh, is right. like I've the heard first. That. She's like, the there's four bosses, and she is the first one. So it's not like she, her presence is felt through the game. And I do think that the memification of this character is the reason that she did win this award? Uh, I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. No, it definitely the is. In a it's way, it's fantastic, but it definitely played a huge. But role I guess at, at the end of the day, this.
0: she's more iconic. People aren't going to fucking remember Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo because people don't give a shit about that game. And at, at the yeah. same time, as much as I love Giancarlo Esposito, you know, put him in Star Wars, put him in Marvel, do whatever you want with that man. He it, he keeps playing the same fucking character. <laughs> um and seeing yes. him do it again now in something that's going to be so much more soulless than like uh television or film production having it be in like a far cry game he's not winning it there and it's
1: not and and his <laughs> performances and his performance is is obviously i mean he just kills playing that role right because he yeah. keeps playing it but the character is very um I, one of my big knocks against far cry 6 is that one of the things that make Far Cry games Far Cry games is that the villain is always up in your shit. He's always showing up. He's always very active in the story and Anton Castillo is not at all. He plays such a shadowy background figure that he is play. He has no impact. It feels on the story other than the fact that like he is the dictator of this Island. So I think that honestly, I would say out of all of these nominations John Carlo is the least deserving of all of them. I'd even put Juliana Blake above um, wow. Anton Castillo just because I felt that like um, there was more. There was more to that performance. There was more uh, the way that it works in the game. Like there's just more to it. I, I, honestly, out of all of these, I would have given it to Eric Mori for Alex Chen. Uh, I think Life is Strange: uh, True Colors is for the most part a fantastic game. I do think the ending. Um, is its weakest element but erica mori is sublime through the entire experience and so much of that game is tied to her performance uh without her performance like resident evil village would have been fantastic and good even without lady dimitrescu's performance uh and you know definitely you know i think performance is low on the list of uh reasons why i love that game but Alex Chen and Erica Moy's portrayal of her is Life is Strange, two colors. So uh, personally, I would have picked her, but I, I understand why Maggie Robertson won at the end of the day, I guess.
0: Hell yeah. There you yeah. go. Um, Games for Impact. Glad we had this. Uh, so we um, Before Your Eyes was very cool. I, Giovanni fucking loved that game, Before Your Eyes. Um, there's Boyfriend, Junjin, Chikori, Life is Strange, and No Longer Home. Um, Pink
1: Chicory is one of those uh, games that I also need to play because people won't stop talking about and it came I think right behind inscription on Polygon's best of the year list. Yeah, so I, think I people really love that game.
0: I fucked up, I got it on PlayStation and I I just need to re- fucking bite the bullet and rebuy it now on Steam. You don't want to play this game on PlayStation. It's just not fun to be drawing and coloring in on the touchpad oh, or okay. it just it sucks. You you really want like a mouse. To do that um it's not good for it <laughs> it's on really iPad? not is it
1: on iPad?
0: i don't know if it is i'm definitely gonna buy it there yeah. um but it would be definitely out of the options you want to play it on pc i i, I kind of bounced off of it because it just wasn't it was like a hassle to play and it should be quick and easy to do um best community support we don't uh, that was Final fantasy or whatever Online, yep. best mobile game genshin impact sure i'm actually i, wanna, I thought I pokemon wanna... unite could have won that but yeah
1: sure I'm I cannot believe Fantasian Fantasian is I think a much more deserving game than Genshin um I think I mean uh yeah I think it's a a, it's the mobile game awards, so it's kind of like do I really care but like at the end of the day it's But that's
0: the thing is like Genshin's not primarily like Genshin's just cross-platform right Mm -hmm. you know and it's like that's why i'm like oh like i'd almost want to also give that to pokemon because at least it's like it's on switch and it's on mobile that's it it's like genshin was like a pc game first so like i it's like yeah technically but it's also in a way like not a mobile game it's just a game Mm -hmm. that you can also play because then at the same time tom i could just be like well fucking uh it takes two i can play on my iphone by doing like xbox game pass or like nvidia game stream you know, oh. so it's like, it, it feels a little weird. I think there's like a little blurring of that line. They should maybe make a little bit better rules as to around what that should encompass. But I think it should be like a mobile first game, which means it either needs to be on a mobile console or mobile platform, like primarily or first and not be brought to there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about that. Uh, Fantasian should probably get it for that reason. Mm-hmm. So, uh, VR AR, Resident Evil 4. Sure.
1: Great. Well done. Uh, Best action for making that actually good.
0: I'm I'm into Returnal getting best action.
1: Yep, Returnal can win best action. I don't think Deathloop should be in this category. I think it is an action adventure game. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, but it's so it's action. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's
1: got the action, but it does have the adventure. You know, the the puzzle element and the I mean, the whole thing is a fucking. I mean, but it kind of comes back to that whole argument I have where I do think is a knock for me against Deathloop is. Well, there aren't puzzles in a way because you just kind of do the objective. Um, so maybe all the puzzles are right the man. side questy things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I got like it. That's, that's
0: what so I got totally. into, man. Because of the side quests. Uh,
1: yeah, you made it a puzzle game, right? Like I feel like you were constantly kind of like testing the boundaries. Of- oh, yeah. Which is what I'm doing in Halo Infinite right now. Which yeah. I'm very happy about. But Returnal, totally deserving of this. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. It's a competently made action
0: Which game. I, I, there's, there's so many games that, like, so I need to finish Guardians in 2022 and I'm going to go back to Returnal and finish that. I never beat that game um, because I, for the second time, had one of those hard crashes and I had made it so far into it. And I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't touch it. Yeah. Not until they fixed it. And now they do have, you can like stop where you're at in like an hour long run so you can go back into it and i'm like okay cool so now i'm gonna go finally beat that game because i really liked it but i was so mad (laughs) after like the second time that happened i just couldn't touch that game again but great fucking action uh best action adventure metroid dread um god i i hate to say this man but i out of everyone and it's so funny because i've always been the metroid guy i fucking love metroid games i like this game but it's it it might not even be in my top five games of the year. Interesting. It, I, uh, I because you the one of the biggest things Metroid always did is it's an exploration game. And they the EMMI's I don't like because they basically destroy all exploration because you just constantly have to be moving. And so you're not exploring and looking at areas and finding secrets. You're just like, well, EMMIs well, nearby. I gotta keep moving now. Yeah,
1: but the, the EMM. I I I I honestly very I really disagree. I and I think that like the level design in Metroid Dead is unfathomably impressive. Um, and I get what you're saying about the EMMI's, the but I also feel that like I I never felt like their radius, like because you have to be in a specific part of the map, right? For yeah, them to chase you. I felt like that was very limited, and I think that another kind of uh, reason why the I think level design is so good is because I felt like it was a perfect space of like in the middle of this section that you are tackling, there is this robot and you have to run and you sure. it, it, there's, there's very little you can do until you get the specific upgrades, take them out. Um, so I feel like a their scope is limited so most of the time like 85% of the game you, you do have that freedom to explore and then once you take them out, you know that area is now free of them you know free free of that robot. You can now uh, explore and and find you know whatever uh, you know upgrades and such. Um, so I so I I get where you're coming from, but I, I actually think that they handle that balance pretty well personally. Uh, and I would say that out of this list, I would have given it to Metroid Dread as well. For um, action
0: adventure, but yeah. I I I think I might give it to Psychonauts. No. I wouldn't. I'd probably have to give it to Metroid Dread out of the group that's on here, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I, I honestly might put it takes two on there though on that
1: list. Totally.
0: That's the thing. Think, that's yeah. that's where I'm kind of stuck on this one. It's like I, I think Metroid Dread's great, but it it um I God, I just didn't really like the I don't like the MMI. I think the design is really cool, but the more I played that game, the more they just annoyed me because I liked the isolated feeling of Metroid. That's always been what it is. It's like you're on your own and you're taking your time. And you're exploring, and it's like you could go at your own slow pace. And they kind of took all those things away from the game, at least like mm-hmm. for all the times you're interacting with them. And it's really EMI like, heavy at the start of the game. And even though yes, it is better later in the game, like as you open the map up, um, it soured me on it a lot. So I think that's probably why it's it's either fifth, like in my games of the year, or it's sixth. It's it's I have to like go back and think I. For a split second, I did think maybe a second, not stupid. No, the that gameplay is fun, but it's not as good as Metroid Dreads. It's really solid in Metroid. Uh, all right. Uh, we should really like to start to get through this. Uh, best role playing yeah, game, Tales of rise, Sure. Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Survive. Don't care. Glad Damn. Nickelodeon Brawl being on there is literally, as far as I'm concerned, only there because there weren't enough other games to put up as an option. I agree. Uh, <laughs> although you know what? I would put fucking best fighting game, I would put, um, dodgeball academia over there over in nick nick all-stars sprawl uh best family game it takes two i have no problem with this i don't know why so many people do people like family game and i'm like i'm sorry do you not think like the lion king is a family movie because that's like literally about like murder and backstabbing and like it's it's so much worse than like the innocuous like oh it's a family about like two parents that kind of ignored each other and grew to resent one another and then like ignored their child like there were fantastical elements to it that are kind of dark, but not any darker than stuff that you see in, like, the most popular Disney movies. So I feel like I don't know what's going on. I don't know why everybody's become so and says so fucking sensitive about it, because I, I don't know if, like, all these writers had parents of divorce, but, like, let's, let's slow our roll. It's not as bad as, like, murder and death, which appear in, like, every fucking Disney movie.
1: Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with uh, it takes, like, I don't think it is uh, I mean, there are elements to it that I think would be distressing for kids of a certain age but like a, a seven or eight year old yeah, it's, it's on the level of a lot of the shit that we grew up with. Um, honestly, I have a problem in the sense that if I had to care um, with it, where family game to me means something that is a casual pick up and play um, almost like a party game. I feel like there's like a little bit of symbiosis between the two uh, ideas of like a family game and a party game of something you can just kind of pick up with a group of people, two people, multiple people, what have you. Um, so I think that honestly, like superstars, I would have had it win because I think that it covers not only the family friendly tone, right? Sure. And you can play with kids but it's also kind of like yeah let's get the family together and play around of Mario Party tonight uh, sure. whereas it takes 2 i don't obviously i don't think it has that element but it does have it. all the
0: mini games you can unlock and play and i think the fact that it's sure. only a co-op game let's split screen it's geared towards it, it is literally being like hey play this at home with uh, someone on your couch which is something games don't do anymore so uh, i think that's the argument in favor for it right like that's got to be what it is
1: yeah i mean i totally see why it's on this list and and i'm not even you know i i also half expecting it to win regardless just because of its its presence but um yeah i just think that like there's a casual nature about fam- the idea of a family game that um it Takes Two is not casual, I feel. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think sure. that that game is, feels casual. Um, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a tight game, and there's challenging parts to it. Like, it would be tough for a kid, any, any under probably, like, eight to play that game. I would agree. I think anyone under, like, eight, it's probably gonna be a really hard game to play. Um, I don't know if I'd give it to Mario Party Superstars, though. But it was a pretty good game. There weren't a lot this year. It's funny. This is, like, the biggest Nintendo category, and they lost.
1: It is Nintendo's category to lose. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Um, but there you go. That's you wild
0: go. that they lost that. Um, best sports racing game: Forza Horizon. Duh. Honestly, like Forza Horizon, I I was so surprised it didn't end up as Game of the Year. Um, in many ways, it just seemed like a slam dunk game for a lot of people, and the fact that it wasn't even on the list, I was like, okay, this is surprising. Um, there's a
1: lot of there's a lot of games though that you can say that people were saying that about Returnal. People were saying that about Inscription, obviously. People were saying that about yeah. Chicory. Like, yeah, but Returnal makes just... sense.
0: It's, it's, it's a game that's really, uh, I think, for a very particular audience. And it had so many broken things in the game, as great of a game as it was, that like you couldn't but give a game I've,
1: of the year. I mean, Forza, Forza, I think, is a very polished game. But I also yeah. think that it's not... Um, I think to have the play the full potential of forza horizon you need to be good at racing you need to be good at racing games um because there's the the whole like custom
0: like race things that people make i think that's like where that comes in honestly that it could have gone into best family game for that reason like the whole racing part totally totally yeah
1: i mean in my heart honestly hot wheels unleashed won this category oh Uh, that should have been that should have been best
0: family game tom
1: yeah, I mean, it sh- I would agree it should have been in that category. Uh, and in this category, I mean, of course, Forza yeah. was going to win. That was but a good Hobbit game. Was unleashed. It was such an underdog. Yeah. And it is, uh, I still fire up it from time to time because I think that I haven't played a uh, racing game that speaks to my specifics. I like Forza Horizon a lot. But again, it kind of comes to that casual nature I'm talking about. Like, I just kind of want to pick up a play, do a couple of races. Whereas Forcer is not that experience, I feel, at least for me. Um, and man, Hot Wheels just felt so good. And any other year where Forcer isn't coming out, uh, I would have loved to have seen it win. But there you go.
0: There you go. Uh, okay. Best sim strategy, Age Empires. Great. Uh, best multiplayer. It takes two, 100% agree. I like that Knocko- Knockout City got a uh, mention here. It was, I think, a very like, good, pretty polished game when it came out. Really, they kind of just screwed themselves by sort of having what I think are ugly cosmetics and putting out really like very little. The game has only added two maps and one, I think one ball since it's come out, which is not enough. Not enough at all. That game, it they should have added several new balls and maps to that game by now. And the fact that they haven't is really awesome. it's just, yeah, it killed it. They killed their own game by not preparing. I will, my,
1: I will, I will fondly remember the two weeks we played it incessantly, and I and I, that's fine with me. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I think it takes two. You know, on one hand, I'm kind of like, well, you're limited, right? Like it's just two people. Like it's not it's not like a knockout city or a back. Yeah, blood. I but mean, it is the blooded, gameplay. I think is but yeah it's like yeah i mean you're not going to have a, be- a better multi more than one person experience yeah. this year i think so there you go it takes
0: cooperative to a different level there's never been a gameplay that's cooperative in the level it takes to is um mm-hmm. anticipated game Elden ring wins again honestly i get it it was most anticipated last year but i'm a little surprised over god of war <laughs> horizon zelda and starfield i'm a little surprised that Elden ring won that it's definitely my second least like for me that order goes zelda god of war horizon Elden ring starfield probably um and just and i'm only putting starfield low because i just i don't know what what the fuck that game is and i might not like it so it's like i'm not gonna put that I'm not going to get jazzed for, like, a trailer that shows us fuck all about a game.
1: I think most anticipated was heavily weighted to the audience, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vote, and I think that the reason Elden Ring wins is, A, because it is kind of tied to Jeff Keighley in a very weird and bizarre way, where it's kind of like the game of the Game Awards. Uh, And then on top of that, Elden Ring play. I mean, these are fucking Souls players. These are people that, like, fucking... Overanalyze everything. So I think that they're dedicated. I think that when <laughs> this vote went up, the Elden Ring posse was like, "Yeah, we need." to Well, Tony to make was sure on there. Elden he Ring was using
0: rings. a VPN so that he could he could vote like sixty times, <laughs> multiple
1: times exactly.
0: Yeah, he and spent I mean, like all, is... he spent three days just voting. Uh, he was he went to the Apple Store and then used each one of their computers to put a vote in. He...
1: <laughs> I mean, the Elden Ring audience is a very you know. I think that the audience of that game is passionate in a way that. These other game audiences are not, um, yeah. you know, even even something as big as Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, you know, we're all excited for that. But people who are excited for Elden Ring are like about to tear their skin off.
0: I mean, as someone um, who's never played a Souls game and it's partially, like I said, I, I just didn't really enjoy the aesthetic and that's something that's just going to keep me from playing the game. This one looks awesome. I love the vibrancy of it and seeing that it's much more approachable I'm excited. So yeah. I'm definitely going to be playing this. I am pumped to play it but not as much as the other games because I know what they are now, you know?
1: For sure, for sure. Uh, innovation and accessibility as presented by Chevrolet. <laughs> uh, Winner was uh, Forza Horizon 5. Um, I, I, a real quick anecdote, I told Chris that I felt I was going insane during the awards at multiple multiple occasions. Uh, especially at the points, you know, we were talking about, and this is something you only can experience being in the audience is the fact that they did not use the giant main screen, uh, as often as you would have liked. They had two side screens, they had two side screens and we were like in the middle section, but we were on the far, we're on the very far end of the middle section. So it meant that we had two screens going, one was really far away (laughs) on the other side of the auditorium and the one other one was close. So we kept having to either <laughs> be like, have an extreme, you got to go to patreon.com forward slash podcast to see this, but you had to have an extreme look to the right. Yeah. yeah or you, you had, had a to crooking kind of your sway. neck or a crooking your back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you were so, looking at like a um, postage stamp. So that was after the awards, honestly, the first words between me and Chris were like, why did they use that mainstream? I think it was because there were a lot of set changes. They used the orchestra pretty frequently, and but even then, they came the, out... the
0: screen was still up, fucking playing a video. Yeah, but I
1: wonder. Yeah, but I wonder if like you could have seen. I wonder if it would have made the process for the people taking down sets and stuff like that a little bit. It would have interfered in a way. How? Because um, they've got a fucking video playing right in front of them while they're trying to ch- take out the drum sets and all this stuff. I don't know. There but but, but there was a, a, a video playing in there front of them anyway, been.
0: right? Like, there's a video playing in front of them anyway, because they had the Looping Game Awards logo playing in front of them anyway. So if you just change <laughs> the Looping and and Game awards, dark, awards logo.
1: It's a dark black screen. It's a dark But they're behind black that.
0: They're not in front of it. They weren't doing set changes in front of the screen. The set changes were behind no, the screen. No, but
1: you can see the... Because it's not a it's not a physical... It's like a... um uh, Like a cloth are know. you sure
0: I no i think I it's a know. display i think now that I'm was a led i think that was a led display
1: yeah i think I that's know. like I, an lcd i felt, I felt like you kind of see through it at points so i don't
0: know no you could see behind it at times like because there's like a slight crack on the sides from where it roll like goes up and down but i'm pretty sure that's an actual display because as it comes up and down the picture's moving with it you're never seeing you know you're not seeing mm, the picture like projected yeah so. exactly so it can't be a a projection it likely isn't. It wouldn't really make any sense. Um, but yeah, maybe. Maybe. It was dumb.
1: But, Whatever the uh, answer is, it was stupid. But uh, yeah, so that made me feel like I was going nuts. And when the words innovation and accessibility as presented by Chevrolet uh, was said, um, I I was like, what is going on right now? Uh, but yeah, Forza Horizon 5.1, I mean, it's pretty innovative, especially because I think it's like the first ever game to include uh, like a video of someone signing um yeah. but you can turn on that which is it was amazing to think about um how to implement that in the game uh yeah yeah we uh, met uh
0: after the show we actually got to talk to um one of the guys from the veil vale, shadow of the crown and he was really cool i was asking because was so their game has no visuals it's um all audio based uh so like you know there's no graphics to the game um And so I asked him, did you set out to make this as like a game for, you know, the visually impaired, or did you set out to make a game, you know, that just doesn't have visual, like, like, were you trying Mm -hmm. to do something different? Like, what kind of game could you make without visuals? And he was like, yeah, no, like intentionally, there wasn't this idea of doing anything for accessibility. It was like they looked at their budget, what they could do. And they're like, well, what can we do if we don't do graphics? Like, is there a way to make a game? So they looked at that and then they realized that it would also like, you know, how it could benefit people. And so they looked at like how accessibility like base games, games specifically made for the visually impaired worked. And they looked at some other games that have done things that don't have visuals as well as things like text adventures, and then took some of the best ideas from that. And then, you know, tried to like build upon those concepts, but it didn't start out as like, we're making an accessible game. visually impaired it was like we tried to just build around like what kind of game can you make without visuals and that actually in many ways benefited um people that don't you know like if you are visually impaired like because they didn't just try to -to one-to-one like give you an experience that like emulates a game a normal game which is like that's that's what typically he told me like happens when you know um someone's making a game for the visually impaired they're like they set out to try to recreate as best you can what everyone else is getting, but it's not a unique experience. Whereas this wasn't; they weren't trying to do something for someone, you know, so they could have an equivalent experience. They were just trying to make a unique experience. So I think that was really awesome. That was very cool. Uh,
1: content creator of the year. The dream. Rest, Good for him. Esports uh, rest game. Of the shit not esports, so let's go to fucking game announcements. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Unless not you want to talk about esports stuff.
0: No. No. No.
1: Let's name a bunch of things and people that we have no idea anything about. Yeah, good fuck.
0: Uh, cool. Let's go. Um, Tom, I will say just very briefly. We'll talk about it next week. But I'm playing Halo Infinite on Legendary. That's a hard game.
1: That is a hard game.
0: <laughs> we'll talk
1: about. We'll talk about it next week when we have more time. I'm yeah. playing on on Heroic and yeah. What well, we'll just talk about next week?
0: So uh, I guess I'll just play this because why not? Or I won't because it's just not going to work. News, 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 okay. Remember when we used to have Dan yelling news and <laughs> uh, That was news. funny for a while. All right. Let's let's uh let's pop in here. Let's talk about some of these announcements. Tom, you want to start with the worst or start with the best?
1: I was just gonna do uh I've got Joe's article up here and just run through rabble it off. Um Sonic Frontiers and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailers uh sonic Tag, the, hedgehog the 2. movie yes the movie yes yes with the film uh that was a fun little bit with ben schwartz uh he killed him on stage simu Liu did not um and i was very i'm about to raise my hand what the fuck um okay uh yeah the sonic the hedgehog 2 trailer looked fun i love the reaction where it was like idris elba said that he wouldn't make sonic sexy and he failed <laughs> oh knuckles <laughs> like nope still sexy even when he's a a, a kid now uh and then sonic frontiers looks like i turned to you and i went sonic infinite because there's so many of the like forerunner remnant artifacts in that trailer feels like of like this ancient science uh based civilization looks nuts i thought i thought that was the first time we were seeing it but it turns out we've seen it before
0: right the sonic thing
1: Yeah, Sonic
0: Frontiers. There's been
1: a trailer for it before. This was not its reveal. Okay. This was a new trailer for it. There was the
0: rumor about this, this open world game, right? And it's apparently, this is when it was being called Sonic Rangers, the rumor said. This was out in May when this leaked. So it's Mm got to still be the same game. But here's some of these psychotic things that you're supposed to expect here. Um, There supposedly are Ubisoft's towers. There's some kind of Korok ripoff from like zelda so apparently it's gonna be like hitting Korok type things oh um God. apparently the story is gonna revolve around some sort of ghost girl thing um there's puzzles and bosses sprinkled throughout the world but apparently the battling sucks and it's just like button mashing um there is uh the like circle loop that is in the trailer like that's um apparently his signature move it's called the spin cycle there's an xp system with like a skill tree and it seems like there are Sonic Unleashed tile levels where you get, oh like, God. level up, which is, like, sort of, like, the, um, probably their version of, you know, like, shrines, right?
1: What a way to make me less
0: this game, game. This game, I don't care about, but that movie trailer looked fucking sick. The second, yeah, yo, fun. when that Chaos Emerald showed up, I got yeah. so pumped. Uh, I yeah, remember I, like, hit your leg. Them. I, like, hit you. I was like, fuck, yeah. the
1: Chaos Emerald. <laughs> It's that they gotta have, a, the they gotta have Obama have a
0: cameo. Oh, that, that that meme, don't you know about? Oh, you don't know about the Obama Chaos Emeralds meme? Oh, I'm gonna. No. It's. Oh my god, the Obama Chaos Emeralds meme! Oh my god. Oh, I, I you well, gotta see so it take a so look look good. At now,
1: or is this a post?
0: Yeah, you could just look it up later. There's a, it's okay. funny, I'll send it to you later. It It's up. very funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, very exciting. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. don't give a. fuck. It's gonna be a wild mess, it'll be fun to make fun of, but maybe it'll be cool. Um, I
1: really doubt it. Next thing here on this list, Alan Week 2 was announced, which yep. I like was like, Is this Alan Wake? Are we really doing this? And uh, I have not played Alan Wake, it's one of those like I need to play, especially after because I'm definitely gonna play two after control, right? Like, yeah, so Alan Wake out here I I looking like um, he's uh Keanu Reeves. Jake Maybe J and Hawk Keanu Reeves had a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you mean like in the fact that he looked... Like, is that is this a real person or is this an Unreal Engine 5 thing? <laughs> um, although Remedy, I think, uses their own in- in-game, uh, their own homebrew engine. Um, or maybe he's not really real. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Alan Way 2, very exciting. It's going to be a survival horror game, uh, more like uh, less of an action game, which is, I mean, I'm all about this. Everything... About this, I'm very excited about. Um, we'll see if it comes out in 2023. Sounds like maybe they've been working on it a while, but Remedy is working on a lot of things right now. So, um, Next thing, Wonder Woman. Yeah, we got a brief teaser for a Wonder Woman game. Uh, it is made by the people that made the Shadow of Mordor uh, yep. games and the sequel. So it actually does, it's going to be open world. It includes a Nemesis system. Very excited about that seems like a match made in heaven but we didn't see any gameplay or honestly even a real cd trailer which was like this is wonder woman you know what she looks like we're making a game uh the next announcement which i'm really upset happened was the star wars eclipse um (laughs) announcement from quantic dream uh it was uh i think jason schreier put it really well he put out a tweet today about a story where he was basically like He's like, they shouldn't have, I think Jeff handled all of the Activision stuff so poorly. I think it was done so distastefully and poorly. It felt, I I could tell that he was impassioned. I could tell that he was impassioned by it when he was talking about it. And I understand how difficult it must be to navigate something like that when you are doing this. At the same time, at this point, Activision, they they can't hurt you, Jeff. They can't hurt you. And you should have called them out specifically. Not that this shit is, I mean, again, Quantic Dream, another company that has similar issues. It is not exclusive to Activision. So I understand the message of we need, the industry needs to improve, but you needed to call out Activision specifically on top of talking about the industry, um because it just felt very much like the most by the numbers response, even though it was impassioned. and to say those words and within ten minutes, have a trailer for a quantum dream game is a f- is insulting and sure. I think a really bad look yeah and um
0: i didn't even i i forgot that quantic dream is owned by them cage is a fucking piece of shit
1: yeah i i I totally
0: i totally forgot so i didn't even you know put those two together 100 yeah yeah. i mean
1: look the game the game it was such a hype cinematic trailer and uh you know i I also thought it was ubisoft at first Well, I, see, That yeah, was I the other thing. Looked. I was like, oh, Star Wars. It's yeah. a Star Wars
0: Ubisoft game because I forgot Quantic right, Dream is making know. one because why should they be? But
1: Ubisoft would have been problematic too sure. because yeah, you know, of, of everything. But Quantic Dream I think is a specific instance as well where it's a much smaller team. You know what I mean? Like it is and uh, it has a kind of figurehead uh, who is a toxic person and everything. I mean, if you want to go read up on the Quantic Dream stuff, I do recommend you look into it because it's It's bad, and they did not, like, take it in stride. You know, they did not take it in stride. They ended up, like, suing people for, like, reporting on it and stuff like that. So it was such a bad look. And I understand you need the money to make the show and everything, but, like, I just wish Jeff had some bigger balls is all I'm thinking. Because I would, he should have called Activision out directly, and he shouldn't have turned including this down. Elden Ring um,
0: makes its appearance. Great. Don't need to really say anything about that. We know. Fucking, Look, we know the fucking, fucking game's cool. coming out.
1: Fucking They've shown cool so much. Of it. Very happy with that robot plot. Again, another moment where I felt like I was losing my mind, but cool. Elden Ring, very excited to play it. Among um, Us
0: in VR. <laughs> that I'm actually excited about. I'll tell you what, I'm I really very would very love to play some new it. Among Us. I, I, I'm going to, at some point, end up with a VR. You know, I'm really hoping uh, Valve can put out their Quest competitor next year. That would be sick. Um, yep. But, yeah, that, that looked hell. That looked fucking sweet, dude. That looked really, really cool Among Us VR. So, um Dune coming to Video Game World, which was interesting because there were already, like, two other games at this point that looked like Dune. The Star Wars game fucking looked. I mean, there was a guy that literally came out of a pit. Of like black goop, just like in Dune, in the fucking Star Wars trailer. It was so <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah. I was like, "Oh, is it Scar's guard? What's happening right now?" Um, so Dune it definitely great. Slim, lost some weight. I loved the movie. I thought the movie was so badass. If the music in the game is awesome, then I'll check it out. Right? I'll check well, it out. Well, and it
1: also looks. It also looks.
0: Um, it's a four X strategy game, though. So what is
1: a four X? What does the four X mean? You uh, know what the four X means.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, like, a type of, like, real-time strategy type
1: games. I mean, I like real-time strategy, and I think Dune is a very good fit. I just don't know what the 4X means. Um, But I will say, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this. It'll be very cool. And it does seem like it is inspired by the movie version of Dune and not, like, a unique adaptation. Because the font was a riff on the movie logo they were using what felt like very specific callouts to sh- elements of the script specifically um, in uh, the, in the announcement. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Um, Suicide Squad gameplay came out. It looks um, good. I, th- I mean, it's rock steady, right? It's going to be yeah. good. <laughs> it looks awesome. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually, uh, I think this is the best showing that they've had for it. Yeah. Uh, Scary I, Flash I was it's cool. Be great. Yeah, I liked the jokes they were made. I love the fact that the Flash seems to be the main enemy uh, of, like, you know, the, the mascot of the Justice League, as they put it. Um, yeah, very, very stoked. I don't think this is going to come out next year. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's, it's going to get close. I think a lot of these um, games
0: aren't coming out next year yeah you know um hellblade 2 another trailer so it's been two years since we saw the first hellblade 2 trailer uh at the game awards that was the first thing we saw for our next gen game still don't have a release date don't think it's coming next year but maybe it will maybe it will who knows it's not like they've been putting uh time or money into um what's that fucking <laughs> what's that free-to-play game they have on game pass it was like it's like a team-based. Oh, Bleeding
1: Cool. Bleeding, yeah, bleeding edge. edge. Bleeding Edge. Yeah. <laughs> what a
0: waste of their time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it was cool. I mean, it was impressive that it was uh, gameplay. Uh you know because uh, he made a point of like this is real this is running an engine like da, da, da. uh i thought that the demo itself ran a bit long um yeah definitely and wasn't varied enough because it was them just like running one direction and then running the opposite direction but it looked great and i love hellblade one so much and that's a game that i feel kind of like uh like i would Hammer you about Chris because I think you'd really enjoy it. And it's a short game. It's like you can just play it in a day. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, well, I'm definitely yeah, it's into like that. S- It's like six hours long. It's very oh, short. Yeah. And it's very linear, too. It's not, I mean, there's a couple of things where it's like there's a hidden collectible over here. But I think I did, I com- 100% completed that game doing like a 10 hour run. Like, got everything, wow. got the Action Incredibles because it's very narrative driven. Um, And that's my one concern with Senua Saga a little bit is that I'm a little worried that it's going to expand in scope in a way where it's like, I mean, it's it's more explorable, (laughs) uh, right? Um, You know, there's more to explore and there's a upgrade tree or something because there's no upgrades in Hellblade, like you literally just are you know, maybe it'll be different. But,
0: maybe it will be more like vignette versions of what the first game was because it's like a saga. So maybe it takes place over a period of time and you go to see like different areas of the world. I, I mean, I'm totally, I'm
1: totally I'm totally, cool with that being the case, but I do not want this. Uh, I think it would be a real, um, I think it would be detrimental to what Hellblade does so successfully if they ended up making it more like a God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, that's what uh, I think where... it's going to be. It's, you know there's an upgrade tree and all this like the hellblade is such a focused streamlined experience and that's what makes it special and so i'm concerned in that regard i'm sure it will be fantastic regardless but we'll have to wait and see no release date on this they're no. not <laughs> they are not committing to next year which i think is the right call because i would also say if they had said this was coming out next year i'd be like fat fucking chance
0: uh, Horizon Forbidden West, new trailer, looked fucking amazing. I love the way they would just go in and out from area to area. All of the enemies looked amazing. All of the environments looked amazing. Uh, the new items and tools look great. Um, I got to play through that whole game. I, I still haven't um i've watched gameplay of it you know i downloaded it i started it once i didn't get very far so i'm gonna do it again at some point but i would recommend
1: when you play do not waste your time with yeah i'm
0: just i'm gonna just just do the story story. yeah that's everything fly through the story the
1: the story and world is very very cool And I do not think... They've had a
0: lot of time, though, to to learn and improve for this sequel. Oh, I
1: I do think Forbidden West is going to be a massive step up in that regard. And I do not expect myself to say that about Forbidden West. I think it's just going to receive the polish that it needs. Um, I love Horizon Zero Dawn, despite what I feel is pretty mundane gameplay for the most part. I do think the story and world is fantastic. It is definitely worth your time for that. Um, And, uh, you know, just getting through that story. But I do expect them to have taken a massive... I mean, it's very clear, I think, to me, the way that the movement and the the, the, the camera and the new gameplay elements work, I think it's going to be a much more rewarding experience for exploring and all of the things that make an open-world game really shine
0: hell yeah um yep uh plague tale requiem's coming to switch uh cool there you go yeah 2020- i haven't played the
1: first one it looked yeah. cool I, I i hopefully will play the fir- yeah. we'll see and uh <laughs> the
0: most hype thing of the night the most yeah. important thing was the halo trailer <laughs> god this fucking so I, I rewatched it today a couple times there are moments like i it was so good to rewatch it because i could like pause on things and like the cities, the size of the cities and the space station, the scope and the scale, the suits, all different kinds of armor. It all looks like they took so few liberties of, like, adapting from the game source material. Um, other than, like, the narrative, it seems like, you know, they're introducing characters and doing things, like, with the narrative, at least the way they have the trailer. I'm assuming that woman that we're hearing to the beginning, I'm guessing that that's Halsey. That's uh, totally. talking to, 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 to like be, a young right? master chief because then it'll be her voice being Cortana for the rest of the game, uh, for the rest of the show. So that's what my assumption is, but everything al- about it looked amazing. Honestly, I had only one knock against any of the design. I thought master chief's visor, because I, I maybe it's a different mark visor, but doesn't it usually have like the little hexes in the, the visor grid um, where it looked a little too smooth to me. Uh maybe that was a Halo 3 uh visor. I think I think but... that
1: that's just like n- yeah, no. I mean I have to look, watch the trailer again. It does have some like lines in it. yeah. Um, but I, I I feel like it was a very accurate I think the suit looks fantastic. It's, oh
0: it looks so good. Everything I, looks amazing. I, I think, yeah,
1: I think I mean hopefully the show that's my really point. Gets, like, that's the
0: only thing I was yeah. like, oh that looks slightly off.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think this show's gonna I mean, I hope it does well. I hope it well, I, I, yeah. think, I think it's such fertile ground for, you know, um, a, a, a TV series. Uh, I just wish we saw more. And I think that it's very clear that they're still really working on this. I mean, the fact that we didn't see any kind of, like, covenant or anything. Um, you know, we didn't see really any action. Yeah, uh,
0: my guess is they're doing CG up until this thing's fucking out, you know? yeah 100 which is months away they've got like five <laughs> what months we
1: saw what we saw is probably uh what they've got made yeah. on the yeah. cg front At um, least finished. but i i think as much as i w- wish i could have seen more this was a really uh sick sick trailer
0: i hope it's good i hope we could get a couple seasons out of it It'd be dope um
1: and yeah, just- i hope it's really good and successful
0: some other mentions <laughs> that I thought were great. I'm not going to go through this whole fucking list uh, just because there's so many more things. Uh, the Destiny 2 trailer, Witch Queen, great if you like Destiny. Uh, I'm done with that series, I think, unfortunately. Um, Slitherhead looked wild from the creator of Silent Hill. That looked fucking nuts and creepy as hell. Uh, visually, I didn't think it looked great, but it did look creepy and no. kind of nuts. Um, no.
1: I think that game is not going to uh, uh, be received well. Yeah, I think it's
0: going to be really clunky. Nightingale, the uh, shared world survival crafting game, actually kind of like fun and nice for people. Like that was like I think the cutesy one. Um, it had like the girl like and she was like transforming into different things like that. Sure. Uh, Golem, I just like can't get myself interested in this game for some reason. Even though I feel like I should be, I think maybe they've just been talked about and shown for fucking way too long at this point. Um, PUBG Battlegrounds going free uh Somerville oh Cuphead finally coming out again another thing I've been hearing about forever that was I did I did like the uh <laughs> little like big band performance the Cuphead song that they yeah did. that was great I thought yeah. that
1: that present I thought that the presentation for Cuphead was uh overall fantastic from the music to the trailer they showed uh I cannot wait to play that DLC uh
0: there were a bunch of Warhammer games that I don't care about um <laughs> If you like Warhammer, there's a fuck tongue coming. Saints Row shirt off what was supposedly a new trailer, and I feel like we've seen so much of what was in that trailer already.
1: Um, Shout out right before that Saints Row, between the Warhammer stuff and Saints Row, there are two games, Chia and Forspoken. I am very excited for both of those. Oh, yeah, I Forspoken. Chia, I think Forspoken, I think, has the chance. Maybe I've talked about it on the podcast before. It has the chance to, I think, be a more appealing to audiences, uh Final Fantasy yeah. I think that people who are like I wish I could get in Final Fantasy it just feels too foreign in the sense of like not in like the, it's a J- JRPG um uh, in the sense of just like this Forespoken has a character that comes from our world and like doesn't understand the elements of this world and is being introduced to them yeah, and I t- think t- that, t- that t- is I think uh right exactly and I think that that is uh very exciting and I think it's going to be hopefully very good um and Chia, look, I love the gameplay of Chia. That looks so. I cannot wait to just vibe to that game.
0: Uh, trailer for Saint, Charlie, and this, right? yeah, Saint
1: too. Yeah, it, the Saint Story trailer. What was, what very, was Chia? Very good. I can't remember the one with the girl on the island oh that's the one i was talking about before i was
0: i was confusing that with nightingale okay so i don't remember what nightingale uh, was this nightingale one the, the one. list we're looking at is just text now so i don't yeah. i don't have the images to remember
1: is the, nightingale is the one with everyone in kind of like y outfits oh no fuck that and the base fuck that yeah, I'm not into that it. thing
0: was uh, too weird for me uh chia was the one i was that i was just saying like oh it was cutesy it was cool it turns into a bird i like that that's why yeah that looked cool uh, yeah, it had, like, the little guitar that. playing thing from The Last of Us. It was, uh, you know, there you go. Yeah, Chia's Chia and Forspoken do look uh, nice. Uh, Fall Guys Night for Christmas Clothes. Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, I gotta, Again, I think Borderlands is a cool game that has terrible writing. Um, that didn't excite me in the way I thought it would, though, the Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I thought it was going to be even more fantastical-seeming than they showed. So I I was kind of iffy on that. Um,
1: That is a game that is going to come and go, I think.
0: Yeah, it could. But if it's good, if it's like you can pick it up and play it without having played the previous one, like if it's its isolated thing, it could have an awesome moment. But I agree with you. It's probably going to come and go. Um, It'll be
1: a game that will like. That was fun.
0: I think they're just trying to to recapture what they did the last time they did the Tiny Tina DLC. And I don't think it's going to happen for them. Uh, just games were in a different place than they were 12 years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Rocket League Sideswipe I think looks sick I haven't played it Downloaded yet it's it. available now It looks played, dope. A couple
1: of, played a couple of matches I want to play it on like um, a
0: Switch I, I honestly I would play that on Xbox I kind of want to play it like a 2D Rocket League let's go yeah uh,
1: I played a couple of matches uh, I got to play more I probably will play some on the flight Um, I think that yeah very cool
0: Rumbleverse, I'm actually excited about, and I will say the so Fortnite got a new trailer showing of season three, and it sounds like there's a new area of Fortnite where it's like an open world kind of a thing. Uh, That was the you know the thing they showed off where it's like almost like a playground where like people were like racing and doing all these other things, and there's like areas of the world you can visit, but you don't have to do it in a mode where it's like everyone's. So it appears that there's something like that coming, but Rumbleverse. Well, there's like
1: a, there's like a, in Fortnite, there's like a creator mode that is yeah. just like fuck around yes. and like it's not. And the other thing that they've done for Chapter Three is that shit that you do in the creator mode and shit is, um, is, uh, it, it goes to your battle pass. Before right. it was only the battle royale mode that contributed to it. Uh, but there's, as far as I'm concerned, aware, there's no open world. It's just a new map. Um,
0: well, yeah, but I'm saying like it is, it is you're on the island, so you're I mean, Fortnite is arguably like an an open world shoot because it, it's such a big oh map I see oh like, I see yeah. what you're
1: saying I see what you're saying yeah I got gotcha. you yeah yeah I got
0: gotcha. okay. um, Rumbleverse is Fortnite Smash Brothers I've wanted this game I've been talking about this game <laughs> look there's two reasons I don't like Fortnite I don't like the way it shoots and I don't like the building and Rumbleverse doesn't have the building. And it doesn't have the shooting. So if the fighting doesn't blow, I'm going to play this game. I wanted to mm-hmm. play Fortnite, and I did. I don't like the fucking building in it. Um, if you're not playing on a PC, you're, you're not going to be, like, really good at building, first of all. Uh, unless you're, like, nuts and you spend a fuck ton of time with it. And without that, like, you're, you're missing out on a core experience. Rumbleverse, platform fighter style, like, um, Battle Royale? Hell yeah. I'll do it. It's in like a city, very different setting. Uh, visuals very similar though. Um, that's exciting to me. Dying Light 2, Stay Human. I thought it looked crazy, that fucking trailer. I thought that trailer looked nuts. Um, hopefully the game is good. Uh, Crossfire Revex, Don't Care About va- Vampire, The Masquerade, Blood Hunt, Battle Royale game. Whatever. Don't need another one of those. Uh, <laughs> Synced Off-Planet. It's like, that was like the third sci-fi game that had like a desert sequence. That, that was when I turned to and I said, why do all these games look the same time?
1: <laughs> I'm really struggling to remember that one. That was the one- Because that... I'm thinking about the next one, which is Arc Raiders, which looked dope.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that also looks similar. Oh, yeah, similar. It also looks similar.
1: It looks similar, but it looked better. <laughs> oh, wait, and maybe Synced Off Planet Robin
0: isn't. Maybe, that, maybe it was Arc Raiders.
1: Arc Raiders is the one that had the Robin soundtrack. And our creators, I think, came last. So that, I think, is the one that you turned to me and said. These oh, it is. It is. The it same. is. See, but that's- but yeah. it did look better. It did look better. It does. Uh, and it did look visually impressive. And, I mean, I love that song. So you put that song yeah. in a... And you make it work because, like, <laughs> if, if you have heard Dancing on Your Own, it is about, like, this person that is kind of bereaved that they're they're at a party they're at the club and they see their ex with their new boo uh so the fact that that was with paired to an intense (laughs) sci-fi shooter game and it worked i was like cool i'm all in and it had a great aesthetic it had this like retro kind of vhs tape vibe to it so i can't see though I just that that seems
0: like one of those games that like it's also going to come and go but maybe it won't maybe it's actually going to be awesome but there's too many other things that kind of seem similar, uh, in tone visually that come from like bigger franchises. And so like the game's going to have to be really good to sell people on it for that reason. Um, the matrix thing, who cares? Like, like I'm going to download it and play it. Everyone should check it out. It's the the experience they have. It's unreal engine five on your PS five or series X, series S. Um, I haven't done that yet. So there's not really a lot to say. The trailer they showed didn't wow me, but I bet the gameplay is more interesting than that. um, there were some pre-show announcements I do want to mention. Tunic is finally coming out. So there you go. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting multiplayer. Game. Who cares? What do you mean it's too late for that game?
1: I just feel like, I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens when it comes what
0: out. What do you mean? It's going to be a good indie game. It's just coming out now. They, uh, you I know.
1: get I get big Death's Door vibes from... Oh, in really? In the sense that I... But it
0: seems like it I, has so much more character to it, which is the thing that Death's Door was kind of lacking.
1: We'll see what happens when it comes out.
0: I've, Interesting.
1: I, just been, I've just been hearing about this game, and uh, God knows I've played uh, demos for it. Yeah, I know. I know. I played a demo this, this fall.
0: They they had another Steam demo like a month ago. Um, we'll say, Expanse getting a video game, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's that's the only thing that's important to say. There was a lot of shit. This is why this episode is uh, us covering that, <laughs> because there was just so much of it. Um. Man, that, I can't believe we sat through all of that yesterday. It was three and a half hours there. That was a lot. No wonder we were so tired after that. There was a lot of shit that came up. Yeah, and then we had... Have... Then we went to the after party. And and we had a lot of gin and, gin and gin tonics. Gin and tonics. <laughs> yeah, we had gin and tonics, gin and tonic. Like
1: gin and tonics.
0: <sighs> My biggest regret after all that, Tom, was last night when we got to... We went to the yard house after we had gin and tonics at the hotel all night. And we're like, we need to eat, which we fucking put away some food, all of us. Dude, we we, put away some food.
1: They were like, kitchen's only open for 20 minutes. And we were like, we're going to order fast and we're going to eat fast. Yeah honestly the biggest problem was that you guys had these two full beers and they were trying to kick us I out i was like you guys have to, i don't you, you guys you oh and you got
0: those. two gin and tonics there too because they, you ordered one you, yeah, more and up. they
1: made you an extra by accident they actually they actually they accidentally made me two so i just was like okay chugging these puppies that was
0: amazing but um that was my biggest fuck up right there tom i shouldn't have gotten that beer and i should have just drank water had i had like two waters there instead of that last beer, them, okay, i would have felt way yeah. better yeah that was a big mistake yeah. uh it was great i i really missed it we kept like e3 kept coming up all night because everyone clearly was so happy to like be amongst you know like a group of people like talking about games and shit again um the vibe is there people want people want to get together in la and fucking play and demo games and stuff uh this was the first thing like it that's really happened in two years so hopefully uh
1: Hopefully we almost you'll be went here. as long as the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. the fact League we were like, it's short of show. No, fuck that. It's two yeah. hours minimum.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was wild. I can't believe it was a three and a half hour show. The Game Awards. That was nuts. Um, so there you go. That was this year's the Game Awards. So we're not going to do any uh, list of mail. We're just going to cut and because uh, it, it already went really long, just going over everything. Um, we'll be back next week with a regular episode. Then we're going to have a holiday special. So uh, we'll see you guys that's pretty much it for the rest of this year till next week tom if you want to let the folks know at home
1: uh you can you can find me at great Tom on each and every platform that's it
0: great man because i'm at christian underscore humes and we are at the unranked podcast And uh, this is a great show. We love doing it. We've just done it now for 301 weeks in a row, Tom. We're getting closer and closer to episode 1700 and whatnot. Um,
1: Y'all know the score. We just want you out there. to Stay unranked. And, And definitely suck it.